0: Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Ladder Rain Ministries, where we focus on sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. If you want to know more about us, please check out our website at www.theladderrain.org or email us at tlrministries@outlook.com. We would love to hear from you. Also, if by any chance you speak Spanish or you know of other Spanish speakers that would like to follow us please visit our website and go to the link for Español. All of our resources and information is in both English and Spanish. With that said, we're going to start taking a look at today's message. Today we're going to continue in our series on the book of Proverbs. I know that we typically encourage you to look for God's Word and to invest time and energy into studying it. But today, we're going to help you understand the why it makes sense. We'll be making an argument for keeping the Word of God. We will discuss this a little later on. But meanwhile, we would like to bring your focus to praying for folks in Nicaragua. Nicaragua is also following down the path that Venezuela has been on for some time. The unfortunate part with Nicaragua is that not only is the economy being affected greatly, but political and religious persecution is running rampant. People there are also losing their lives or being put in jail for having opposing views to its government and its religious practices. So I encourage you to please add these folks to your prayer list. Everyone should have a prayer list just in case because there's plenty to pray for and it's needed often without fail. So please join us right now as we pray together for this great need and for the word we are about to share. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise you and I worship you, O Lord, for your goodness, Lord, for your mercy, for your grace. And as always, Lord God, I give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ, and for the salvation that we have through Him. Thank you, O Lord, because you answered life through Him. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks, O Lord, and I pray humbly that you please, O Lord, forgive my sins and my wrongs. Heavenly Father, I I come humbly now before you, O Lord, to pray for the people of Nicaragua, Lord God. Heavenly Father, look, O Lord, at what they're going through, at the different challenges that they're facing, Lord God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for your righteousness. We pray for your movement, Lord God. We pray that your that your gospel, Lord God, Heavenly Father, may just flourish, O Lord, and may prosper. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you touch those in power, that you help them to understand what they're doing, O Lord, and that they can change their ways, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I know that if you had mercy on us, you can have mercy on anyone, Lord, for we are all sinners. We are all your enemies but through your Son, Jesus Christ, is that we are reconciled with you, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we pray for a miracle. We pray, Lord God, that people's lives be changed. Heavenly Father, Lord, right now I pray in the name of Jesus that you may guide us through your Word, through your Holy Spirit, that you may help us to keep open minds and open hearts to what you want to tell us. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue our series on the book of Proverbs. This will be part five of our series. We'll be reading today from Proverbs chapter three, verse one to eight. And it says this, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem In the sight of God and man, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. As I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to not only look at the importance of keeping God's Word, but also we're going to be concentrating on why it makes sense to do it. And probably the best argument that I can make is to consider the source, understanding who God is. Let's lay down a couple of assumptions to start. The first assumption for consideration is the existence of God. If you have trouble with the existence of God, then that is a longer conversation. But if we start with the assumption that the God of the Bible exists, then we can go to the second assumption, and that is considering that the Holy Bible is The Word of God. If we, all of you that are listening and me, agree that there is a God, and that His Word is the Holy Bible, then we are on the same level playing field to understand the argument I'm about to make. But before I get started on the argument itself, and in all reality, just because a person does not believe in God, or holds the Holy Bible as the Word of God, doesn't mean that that person will never get to the understanding of the Gospel. It just means that that person will need to undergo certain pressures in life that will shake the foundation on their human trust. People who don't believe in God and don't subscribe to God's Word as Truth are hanging on to more temporal and superficial ideas, and those things are brought to the test when those fail. For instance, most people that don't believe in God believe in themselves, so by default they are their own God. And what breaks their God complex is when their human frailties are exposed, like if a sudden and unexpected illness occurs, and when they see the failure of science and the emergence of their failure to control the situation. When that happens, then they might be ready to listen to something new and different, something that they see that might transcend the limitations of science, and their own limitations, and of course, the fear of the unknown, the question. What happens when I die starts becoming extremely important. The concept of God and the afterlife starts becoming very important when a person finds themselves staring at death right in its eyes. I'll tell you what, even the most hardened of atheists scream, Oh my God, when on board a plane that is heading straight down. What usually feeds the unbelief of a person that refuses to believe in God is when they feel like they are in control and that things are going well for them. But let's get back to making our point. If you believe that God exists, and that his word is the truth, then I can argue for something that should be rather simple and obvious. It would start with the question. Why would a person not want to follow the Almighty God and respect what he teaches us to do? The argument I'm going to propose has multiple parts, so I hope that at least one, or even better, All of them give you compelling reasons. The first part of the argument is that God is an eternal being. As hard as it is to imagine, but I'm sure it will become quite easy once we see God personally, God is an eternal being that neither has a beginning or an end. He is eternal. So before anything existed, He was God. The Bible explains this as Him being the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He was there at the beginning of everything, and he will always exist, even until eternity. The Bible also says this about Jesus as the Word in John chapter 1, verse 1-3. to In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. The second part of the argument is that God is the creator of heaven and earth. Everything that exists was made by him, including mankind. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The very first verse of the Bible says this, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 to 17 also gives us this foundation where it says, For by him, speaking of Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. So as part of the second argument, God made everything, and that is pretty impressive. As human beings, we can only manipulate what already exists. So even our own science should force us to understand that we are incapable of creating anything. One of the fundamental laws of physics, the law of conservation of matter, states that matter cannot be created or destroyed. But yet God just spoke everything into existence. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He spoke another series of things to existence, and they continue existing even until this day. The, part of, the third part of the argument is that God is the Almighty, the Lord of hosts, that there is no other God mightier or more powerful than Him. He has no equal. Isaiah chapter 66 starts off by saying this, Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand is made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. The fourth part of the argument is that His word brings us life. Everything that God teaches is ultimately for our own good, so that our lives reap benefits in the here and now, and in eternity as well. The Apostle Peter understood this when Jesus asked his disciples if they also wanted to abandon him like many others did. This is what we read in John chapter 6. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The fifth part to this argument is that he is a loving And caring God that looks to have an intimate and personal relationship. This Almighty Creator of the universe wants to be your very own personal God and Lord. Psalm 23, which is probably something most of you have heard at some point, is just one of the many examples that illustrates this, where it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So summarizing our argument, if God is eternal, if He was mighty enough to create everything we see and don't see, if He is the mightiest and most powerful being that could ever exist, if His Word only brings about good for us, and if He loves and desires to have an intimate and personal relationship with us, how can we even think about doing something else? no matter how appealing it may seem. Now let's put things into perspective with today's passage. As we read today, we are encouraged to not only remember God's law, but also to keep His commands within our heart, within the very center of our existence. And if we keep His commands, they will add to us length of days and long life, and more importantly, peace during that time. Eternity is the longest measure of time, Nothing can be longer than eternity. We're also told to not let mercy and truth forsake us, and that we are to bind them around our neck and write them on our hearts, which means that if we do those things that God tells us to do, then we will always have God's mercy and truth on our side. Nothing is more valuable than God's mercy on us because we are very fallible people. And mercy is not something that is deserved, but rather, it is bestowed upon us as an unmerited gift from God. What we are also taught is that if we do what he tells us to do through his word, then we will find favor and high esteem, not low esteem, before everyone, before God and people. So yes, even everyday people will treat you differently If you do what God tells you to do. We are further advised to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not to trust our own understanding. Why is that? Well, like we established before, who's been around longer than we have? God, right? So can we know more than what God knows, especially considering that he was there since before the beginning? There are many other arguments that can clearly justify why we can look for God and why it only makes sense to keep His word. But beyond looking for logical justifications, we should always find ourselves overwhelmed with His love, that even though we were His enemies, separated from Him by our sins, the wrongs that we willfully did, no matter if they were small or great, few or many, the truth is that we were completely foreign to all of His promises. But God, because He loved us so much, He gave His only Son so that we could have the opportunity to be saved by His grace so that we could have eternal life. There is no one else that has proven in such a way their incredible love for you. Only the God of the Bible could love us so much. So here's a question. Will you return the great love He has shown you your faithfulness and obedience as you aim to keep his word let's pray lord god heavenly father i praise you and i thank you O lord because lord you are you are so good to us and we just don't deserve it lord we can never be good enough to deserve your love to deserve your grace your mercy heavenly father thank you because it all depends on your mercy and in your grace. And Lord God, all we have left is to just surrender our lives to you. And Lord, to just follow what you teach us to do. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that keeping your word, obeying your word, doing those things that please you only brings about good to us and good to others around us. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks because you teach us things that bring life. For you yourself taught us that you've come to give us life and that we may have it abundantly, Lord God. Heavenly Father, you want our lives to be different, to be be transformed. We all started as something before, Lord God, but you want us to be something different, something better, something that we could never imagine that could ever happen. Heavenly Father, I I give you thanks. Help us, O Lord, to treasure your word, to look for your word, to to, to, Heavenly Father to just take it in and to make it part of our lives Lord God I pray for each person that is listening Heavenly Father I pray O Lord that you may just overwhelm them with the power of your spirit and that Lord God that they may be able to understand open their hearts, open their minds Lord God, open everything in their being to just be able to just take your word in as best as possible Lord God I give you thanks and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please join us again next week for another sharing of God's Word as we continue going through our series on the book of Proverbs. Please feel free to write us through our website. Our web address, again, is www.theladderrain.org. We would love to hear from you. May God bless you. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world.